Oh, look out, Josh. There's a microphone right in front of me, and I didn't know it. Welcome to Crap Your Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. For those of you that paid attention to the last show, Josh pretended that he didn't like that apple brandy barrel aged imperial stout. He did not. And then he took like an entire can to the face right afterwards yeah, in, a, in totally. a bong, and now he's having a hard time standing up straight. Yep. Hey, Wells, can you agree with me on that? Oh, yeah. Totally. We'll back that up. Anything Josh says is a lie. Yep. Pretty much. As always. Wait, so does that mean that's true? Never mind. Yeah. Hiya! Bring Kung Fu! Mmm. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what's been going on since we're recording nothing? Well, I mean, oh. I'll be uh, bringing back some Charleston beer. Hey, okay. y'all! Um, it's too bad we won't be drinking it for a hot minute since Josh is taking a sabbatical from alcohol during the month of well, June. Well, I mean, like, I feel like we've done that before and, like, me and you can still have the good stuff and well, he can good. just suffer. Yeah. I mean, that's up to y'all. So, yes, dear listener, this will be the last show for a month that I'm actually going to consume any alcoholic beverage of any type. There is no reason other than I want to lose some weight and I just want to have a palate reset for a while. It, it's good to give yourself a break every now and Josh then. Josh doesn't feel like doing dry January. He feels like that's so passe. Well, dude, not only January's that, 31 days, June's 30. It just makes mathematical sense. Uh, and also my birthday is at the very beginning of January, so really would suck to try to do Fair. dry January. So, yeah, I just chose June because why not? So I am doing dry June, which means that we are going to at least for one episode review NA beers. Yeah, Non-alcoholic beer is a segment that has become very popular. Yep. I, I still can't quite put my finger on why I would, like, I just don't think it works for me. Like, right. I don't get it. Um, if I don't want to drink alcohol, I, I don't. And I, I recognize that, like, not everybody has the ability to do that. So, like, right. I'm, I'm not looking to slight anybody that, that you know, has real issues with, with alcohol, which, I mean, why are you listening? This is kind of weird, but... I, you know, if I want a beer, I'll have a beer. If I don't want a beer, I don't have a beer. Sometimes I'll have a bourbon, or sometimes I'll just drink water. Sometimes I'll have a soda. Like, I, you know. Yeah, I can think of 0.0 ways myself. Yeah. It's, but, I hey, mean, I, I, we're getting ready to have some education coming up. Yeah, I way, mean, even, but you even, want a palate reset, so non-alcoholic beer makes no sense. All right, touche to that. But it still would be fun, at least for an episode. And then after that... I'll just drink my beer alternatives if you guys want to continue to drink beer. It won't bother me. I'm a grown-ass so man. all of the good stuff. We're going to have an all-revolution show. <laughs> if you did that, <laughs> I would just talk to myself. I would be I would be very upset. Very upset. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. But, uh, yeah, so um, look forward to that soon. Yeah, thank you. God. I mean, it's just not good. It's no, not good. it's not. It's just not but that's the point. It well, is not. It's awesome. Kicking the dick. Speaking of kicking the dick, yeah, if you so were planning on visiting North Carolina's oldest uh, brewery uh, anytime this summer, unfortunately, the Weeping Radish Brewery, which just changed hands, changed ownership uh, recently, and it's in the middle of an extensive renovation, I suppose, but um, the new owners have let everybody know if you are... They're not planning on opening the summer season at all, Aww. which is really rough. That's a yeah. Um, for a brewery that, based on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which is a big uh, summertime destination, uh, they make a lot of their money in the summer season. 
I've been one time in the off season and it was crickets in there. So that that's got to really suck for new ownership. But would love to see you know North Carolina's first brewery get back on their feet sometime soon. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed that they can do it at some point. And they have charcuterie. Oh man! So they also make their own sausages there, which is like I was able to get like like bratwurst and things, but that had um yeah housemade. Nice and um, but with like little bits of granny apple like in it. Mm. So, I mean, it's just this appley sausagey kind of mixture. Josh wouldn't like delicious. it. It tastes like apples. He's out. No, it's apple brandy. You asshole! I eat apples all the time. I'm I'm just looking forward to not having to share some of those uh, Kentucky brandy pickups with you, dude. I'm I'm just I'm excited to try. I think I that's mean, I think that's what you and I can do next I, recording. Look, I'm not is, opposed to that. If we're, drink apple brandy if he's not like right in front of Josh. And I know we're kind of we're kind of like nobody cares. This is a little too inside baseball. But if Josh doesn't want to drink, we can do one show that's not a. We could bring on like yeah, like apple brandies would be a lot of fun. Because I'd love to, like, that's one of those things that I always, I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know what to buy. I just see, like, what looks like the store brand, Apple Brandy, whatever I'm there. So I'd love to know more. Because, you know, it's like anything else. It's intimidating until you know. Right. Knowledge is, yeah. And I was saying, knowledge is power. And my name is Paul. That's between you all. If that's what you guys want to do. Sounds like we got a plan. I have literally never heard that before. You've My name seen, is Paul, and this is between y'all. You've seen Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, right. Oh, where are yeah. you at? Yeah. My name's Paul. This is between y'all. Okay. <sighs> All right. It's there. I promise you, at the very beginning of the movie. <sighs> All right. What else you got, Josh? Fast, clicky finger. A very cool story. Okay. Please, please, Wells, enlighten us. So there is about to be a beer festival in the great city of Cincinnati, the other Queen City, uh, if you will. Um, yes, yes, it is. Uh, but it's a beer festival based around a yeast strain. A strain of yeast was found. It had been like hanging out in a cellar of an abandoned brewery. They were able to you know, harvest and kind of, what's the word? Resurrect uh, this yeast, so to speak. And they're calling it the, this strain is the missing link, L-I-N-C-K. So anyway, there's going to be an entire festival around a yeast strain that's like a native yeast strain to Cincinnati. So that, that excuse me, was about to be question number one. So this yep. was actually native to Cincinnati. Well, it's... At least it, 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 in its 150-year... Hiatus. Basically, I mean, okay. it was. I guess they didn't really know what yeast was back then, so it could have been like an open fermentation type situation. But anyway, these these, you know, they were able to resurrect this yeast, and nice. a whole bunch of uh, breweries in the Cincinnati area have made have made uh, beers with it. Nice, and I just think it's really cool. So you're looking at. I mean, it does at least dozen you know, a dozen or so breweries Ten. that are coming together. Fibonacci Brewing. That's a place that I would go to based on name alone. Oh, yeah. Agreed. I mean, I'm like, okay, cool. Math. So, I mean, 
this is one of those kind of like beer events that's so just supremely niche, but yeah, but it's history and biology and science and everything. Just science. I mean, it's one thing that you know we've had court shoes around here where it's you know like we're all using the same recipe and doing our own thing with it, but like to have like here's a yeast strain, everybody go have fun with it. Yeah, like, I think that'd be super cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, really unique concept. And plus, how do you formulate a beer to best show off said yeast train? Um, you know, a whole bunch of brewers brewing with something that there isn't a, like a knowledge base or you know right. an instruction this, list on, so they're going to have yeah. to figure out like, is this going to be a you know what's the best fermentation temperature? What is the best expression to use with this? Like, what styles can we pump out with? Uh, this yeast strain, I, I don't yeah, know. Because all just, yeast strains are not created equal. No. And some really work well for one style of beer, and yep. they do not work for others. And not even talking about lager versus ale yeast, just different right. of those strains. Oh, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't try to make an imperial style with a Hefeweizen yeast? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Ah. Josh might. I mean, Ugh. why not? He's crazy. Tastes like, I would say it tastes like you know chocolate-covered bananas, but... Josh ate salt or uh, chocolate. chocolate. It's just like chocolate covered apples. And he'd be like, no, <laughs> I hate it. Again, I don't like apple brandy. Apple brandy. All right, fine. I will just say it. Apple brandy tastes like fake apples to me. And that's why I don't like it. Except it's the purest. I form know. Of and apple. I understand that. But I don't like the fake apple taste. And that's what it tastes like. And that's All why right. it bothers me. Yeah, yeah, you do you. Uh, but what do I know? Speaking of things that I am not at all in the least bit interested in. Why? Why? So, uh, Jeff submitted this one. Do you want to kick so, this monstrosity you know, off? We were talking on my hammer shows it was ago. And I was like, you know, it seems like we haven't seen like any weird stuff from Dogfish in a while. You know, they... They got picked up by Sam Adams, and they kind of really dialed in like a lot of their mainstays, their big sellers. You know, they kind of got Sam Adams, right? Like nothing, none of the the really creative stuff. It's just all the basic. Yeah, here's neutered. Yes, here's sixty. Here's ninety. Yeah, uh, but apparently the they've been working on something called fermentation in gastration. Which is a blend of sake, mead, cider, wine, and a farmhouse ale, all into one beer. Because you know, no. like growing up, no. growing up, we all were excited about the novelty of the fountain soda machine at the restaurant, and we would make the suicide. See, I, I never did. Oh, you never did, nope. dude. Cause, I did this past weekend. What the nope. heck? What's the whole point of a freestyle machine if you can't mix and match your flavors? Because I don't want to, and those lines disgust me, and I don't want to use them. Coca-Cola, Diet Coke, Bart. Uh, things free, go free. off the rail with Powerade, just by the way. Freestyle free is a, a novel concept, but uh, I refuse to, to get anything to your point, Josh, because everything tastes like root beer. Yep. Because root beer destroys everything. Yep. But I was at like a pour your own like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Statement. I'm talking about the one where there was like oh, yeah. you know like, like, like every, tap handles. Every, yeah, every every flavor was its own thing, and you could just go and make your cup full of everything. And it okay, was great. I, and I'm 90 percent sure this will shock neither of you. My food cannot touch, and it is eat all of one thing before I eat the next thing. Like I don't mix and match none of it. 
Boy, you would die in the Midwest. Oh, wait, you grew up in the Midwest. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I guess that's why you left. Uh-huh. But yeah, so Sam and Dogfish, they're, um, I, I, I don't know, I guess this was like the best idea they had for trying to come up with something new and creative. I, I don't know. I mean... Who wants the turducken of beer, then? I, I mean, like, calling it a turducken of beers is a marketing gimmick. It Let's is. be honest. It is. It is. To you, say that I, you're I, blending a bunch of different styles of beer, like, they've done this before. This isn't new. Remember that beer Dogfish had years ago with, uh, I think it was called Patagonia, where they had an ingredient from every single continent in there? Yeah. That's so much cooler than this. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know that I would trust Dogfish to make sake. Although... I mean, honestly, I, I've had some of their spirits and they're good. So I don't know. It's not a spirit. Is it not? All right. No, what it's a, a rice wine. Yeah, it's a rice wine. <sighs> Fine. It's wine instead of spirits. So speaking of other things that just are going to equally frustrate us, this is one of those uh, stories that I find that just kind of makes one of my eyes twitch uncontrollably. Uh, and it appears that uh, poor Jeff might have had the same reaction. Yep. A uh, a brewery, uh, an Ohio brewery. God, what is it with Ohio? We had two today? Cincinnati stories almost back to back. I know, right? So, oh, uh, Urban Artifact is is brewing the what they are calling the world's most expensive alcohol. Uh, beer is called Astronaut Food, and it's made with over a thousand pounds of freeze dried blackberries and blueberries. So. We've seen fruit and beer before, yep. but the amount of, like they're saying, it takes 11 pounds of fresh fruit to produce one pound of freeze-dried fruit, which means the cost per barrel on this batch of beer is $1,111. How many pints in a barrel? <sighs> How many pints in a barrel? Man, it's 31 gallons a barrel. Do math. I don't know. Do math. How, it's thir- 31, 31 gallons? 31 gallons in a barrel. All right. So if I've got 30, 31. Little math. Wells, continue to. to so uh, average. 248 pints. So, and I'm assuming they're not going to sell this as pints. They'll probably sell it as, you know, eight ounce pours. You know, so you're talking 500 and, you know. Well, because there's a just absolute ton of sugar in this. We're looking at a 15%. Uh, Barrel aged, fifteen uh, percent beer. Um, if you are interested in buying this, you can get a yeah. Despite the high price of ingredients, the brewery only charges thirty dollars for four eight ounce cans. So for two pints, fifteen dollars a pint. Uh, you too can have the world's most expensive, whatever. Man. I, I mean, so <clears throat> gimmicky marketing, gimmicky marketing, 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 gimmick, 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 market, market. Buzzword, buzzword. Dollars. Synergy, synergy, synergy. Publicity, publicity, publicity. Marketing, marketing, marketing. Synergy. Look, gimmick. You want to tell me that you put a thousand pounds of free, you know, and then to, to go so far as to say that it takes 11 pounds of fresh fruit to make one pound of freeze dried. Have you ever made a freeze dried fruited beer ever? Number one. How much loss are they going to experience? Because you have to rehydrate all that stuff. Who cares? Like, like this isn't, who's asking for this? If you want to tell me that you made a beer using freeze-dried fruit, cool. 
I, you know, I'm, I'm game. I'll try right. that. Yeah. But you're gonna you're gonna say, oh well, it, it cost us eleven hundred dollars per barrel to make this beer, but we're going to sell it for thirty dollars for a four pack. Look at the great deal that you're getting. They're not taking a loss on this. There's there's something funny going on here, and I don't like it. Don't like it at all. No sir. I no don't sir. Like it. So yeah, good for them. Do we have any more Cincinnati area, Ohio-based Thank stories? Thank God, no, no, we do not. Okay. Uh, also, th- this is the hop trends, which if you've listened to this show in the last two years, we have basically tried all four of these hop trends. In have years. we? We have. Yeah. Uh, the, the one that I was thinking of that maybe we hadn't was the Terpenes beer, and then yep. I immediately said, Terps. Terps. It's yep. all the uh, um, Sweetwaters that we had. Yep. So what are those four hot I think we literally have terps. a show called Terping Burps. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm we pretty do. I'm pretty sure we do. What are those four? Well, uh, last show we had uh, Cold IPA. We've also seen, uh, we've had Cryo Hops on here. Yep. We've had uh, Terpene beers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hot blends, God, everybody makes that. It's, Nobody it's, does a hot blend. Where you can, everybody does single hot beers. What are you talking about? Hot sure. Blends. And then at the very top, Josh uh, scrolled by it before. Phantasm. I, oh, Phantasm. Yeah, we've had a couple Phantasm beers. Uh, no, one down a little bit more. Jeez, going so fast. Uh, hop oil extracts with New Zealand hops, and that's a brand new thing that I have not seen yet. Okay, we've had so we've oil. had three of the four. Yeah, so we've had you know hop oil extract beers and. You probably have listeners. If uh, it's it's a great way to save uh, brewers on yield if they can just you know kind of not have to add a whole bunch of vegetal matter into their beers. If they can just get the essence of hops, they can dry hop with oil. I mean, I mean, one of the things that did actually kind of open my eyes, and I never really thought about it, was <clears throat> the lupulin powder and yeah. how little it actually pulls liquid in versus hot pellets being in there and it you know that thought never really crossed my mind yep. until I, I read that i was like huh i'll be damned you're right because it's just the powder it's not gonna sit there and absorb all that alcohol and you get more yield out of it mm-hmm. so again if you've been listening to the show for long none of this is new to the show but damn it was so helpful for me to see everything in one spot just listed and described out and here's the difference between cryo hops and hop oil extracts and phantasm powder which i love so much um yes you do things like because it's delicious uh and i'd really like to see that trend catch on um if anybody is near two tides in savannah if they're still making uh phantasm powder hazies uh Hit us up at CBCast on the Twitters. Wells will come pick it up from you. Yes, sure. Yes, as long as you're in the Savannah area. Yeah. I mean, sure. Why not? All right. This last story kind of feels like way back in the day when we used to do the dumb beer labels. Of yeah, this does. Why? Why? I mean, why? Hanging Frank. Yeah. Or the Brown Note. Hey, I, I should have said when I was in Louisville, I went to... Uh, Against, against the, grain. the grain. I did not have any brown note, though. I, I did see it. I'm sure you're so sad. I refused. Um, I, honestly, that could be the best beer in the world. I will never, ever, 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 ever buy it. It's, it's fine, but I just... It's juvenile. 
As long as it's on draft, I don't have a problem with it because I don't have to stare at the label. But speaking of gross labels, uh, man, do I even... I don't even really want to push the name of the brewery at all, also because I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Adroit? Sure. Uh, there is a brewery in Virginia that is coming out with a mixed four-pack of beer all based on... Uh, infamous serial killers so hooray if you're a big fan of serial killers cool you can finally have a four pack of beer if you're like a family member of one of these people that any of these uh four guys killed then yeah this is kind of a middle finger to you no no this we'd like to name the brewery so that you can send your cease and desist class action whatever you want to send like some form of well all right so this does open up pandora's box for me because yeah, you're glorifying these four killers, quote unquote. But isn't that what half of podcasts are based off of these days? Well, what it's it says murder, here, murder, murder. It says here in the article. Uh, if you go back up at the top, uh, it was like it talks about the number that like four out of the top. I think it's at the very top, maybe four out of the top five. Four out of the top five podcasts in the United States are about murder. Yeah, which like. America's fascinated with it. The world is fascinated with it. Is this a good move? Meanwhile, no. there there is some some lady that put out a book about how to murder your husband. She is currently um, indicted for murdering her husband. Of course she is. I mean, it's fiction, not yeah. a it's how to. I didn't do it, but if I did, this is this how, how I would, would do it. Thanks, OJ. If God, if I did it, can I get some normal? Can I get some Norm Donald jokes up in here right now? Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it, it feels like the, the stupid labels of things that we saw in the past. But then at the same time, like I just said, and the stat we just saw, you look at half of the documentaries on Netflix, they're about murder. Like, murder is everywhere. Is this cool to cash in on? No. But do I understand why they did it? 1,000%. That doesn't make it okay. I mean, at some point... But does it make any of this shit okay? No, nah, it doesn't. But people are going to make money off of what they want to make money off of. Yeah. And invariably, there's going to be somebody somewhere that's going to be outraged that somebody's making money off of whatever the thing is that they're making money off of. There are probably people out there that are outraged that we're not <laughs> we're not making money. It's number one. Nope. But I mean... You know, oh, oh, since 2013, you guys just sat around and drank beer and talked about it. Like, that's, you know, a bad example for our youth. And I'm like, first off, if you're a youth and you're listening, like, why? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Besides your son. I, and which I was about to say, why are you listening, dude? I love you, but why? <laughs> he loves my dad. None of this makes any sense to you. He, I he's, want to, he's just trying to understand your world, okay? This is a I know. This I is know. a bonding experience. I know. It, I it's, he it's, really it's just you. wants your approval and will do anything, including <laughs> listening to you to talk your, for to an your hour. Own yeah. podcast that and I he's like and he's I can't wait for him to be like, Dad, why don't you like Apple Randy? <laughs> it's really good. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. But I mean, like, all right, so me and Kissel Wills hung out and we had we had Apple Brandy it was great. I am part of the problem of this obsession because I do listen to probably one of the podcasts that is one of the top ten in, in the world about murder. I buy a lot of books about it. I I am part th- of the problem. But I think there's an education. Well, you're always the problem. I think there's an education aspect to your level of consumption. 
if you're buying a book that, yeah. you know, talks about the the victims, I'm assuming, and, yes. and, and the yes. podcast too as well. Um, I mean, I, I would love to see, you know, the body count of that we know about at least of these this four pack. And it's like, oh cool, you're glorifying the deaths of over a hundred people, just napkin math, like that's yeah. that's that's just rough. It is. It is. It's a it's a dumb move. But then at the same time, I also look at. We will continue to always hold the the basement of this discussion is going to be hanging Frank, yeah, and Christmas reindeer sex, yeah. The two <laughs> dumbest labels. Which, which Christmas reindeer sex? Correct. Oh, oh, like wait, wait. This three. was I, just because we've gotten in trouble three years in a row. I mean, surely we won't do it a fourth. I'll fucking do it again. Fucking do it again. Um, but then here's the other thing that, as I read this article and actually researched this brewery, they are big metal fans, and Cannibal Corpse is one of the bands that... The oh, well, in that case, it. I mean, like, let it happen? No, 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 just let me finish. No. Shut up. Can I finish? Can I finish? That owns this brewery uh, is, is a big Cannibal Corpse fan, and a lot of this stuff is themed around dark and black metal, and... I mean, Cannibal Corpse talks about some fucked up shit in their songs. Is that, again, is that okay? No. It's a shock act. And it's been a shock act since I was a teenager. Right. They're called Cannibal Corpse. Yes. And, and they make good music, but they do stupid shit to get themselves out there. Mm. And that's exactly what this is. But it I is mean, stupid shit intentionally. It okay. is a marketed move yeah. to... Everybody talk about, but it'd be yeah. like some new band putting out a Cannibal Corpse type album to be the new shock. You know, like, there's always oh, going to yeah, be, yeah. there's always going to be somebody new. There's always going to yep. be the next Hanging Frank. Yep. And I, like, I just, I, you know, I feel like we say this not often enough, but more than we should. I'd like to think at this point we've gotten past this kind of juvenile. I nope. mean, oh, to be God. fair. We haven't had a conversation about, you know, Panty Dropper or Dirty Blonde or, you know, some of the more sexist type beers. But to be fair, that's only because of the Me Too movement, the craft beer world. Yeah, so so we've got to be edgy. I got to be an edgelord with my labels. You know, I can't just be creative because creative is hard. I can just be edgy. That's easy. What's going to piss people off? I don't know. Serial killers. Yeah, I'm going to skip Jeff on this question because I, you know, where I'll be. I think I know where you're going to be, but Josh, are you going to drink a tribute beer to Gigi Allen? Yeah, I would. What's that going to taste like? Probably shit and a little bit of blood and maybe some piss. (laughs) (laughs) Might be a little bit of cum in there, too. You never know. Oh, man, you never know. You never know with Gigi. But no, honestly, no, I would. I I never would uh, because that dude was a fucking train wreck of a human being. These people are not people that should be looked up to, should be glorified. And going back to what Wells was saying, a lot of the books that I read, a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, yes, the victims are talked about. What happened to this said person is talked about. So at the end of the day, number one, I am understanding the victims. I'm understanding what happened. Number two, I'm seeing lessons were learned or not learned and things were caught and stopped. Whereas this is just like, I might as well... Just fucking put my penis on a beer label four times and say, here you go. Because I'm not learning anything. Well, first off, most people don't have glasses with that kind of magnification. So 
But like second but off, you see what I'm saying? It's I, it's, it's, it's. I can't same, see anything at all. But that's beside the point. It's that edge the point is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like the move here actually is to frequent this brewery and buy everything else, and let them know, like, hey, yeah, I like you. I will try. I look, stuff's look, good. I'm here. Here's two hundred dollars cash on the counter right now. I'm going to try everything you have except for those four because I think that's stupid as hell. Or I mean, if you really wanted to, why not? Put the victims, put their stories on the beer. You could call it the Dahmer. You could call it the Killer Clown. You could call it these stupid fucking names. But instead of the pictures of these people, choose a victim. Tell their story. Yeah, I just wish there was... I wish there was more creativity. It's We're all in such a hurry. And I say we. I mean, like the industry is in such a hurry to come out with a new beer every week. And I recognize that it is hard and it is exhausting to both come up with a new special badge, one-off, whatever, but then to come up with an interesting name. I get it. But like, this is like, I don't know, man. I just don't. After after eight years of doing the show, the biggest, happiest decision I made was to never get into this industry because I could not imagine. I could not imagine. But there's so much, like... It's one of my favorite industries that I've worked in. Sure. Was working in craft beer. Sure. And, and, but I also had the opportunity to write copy for some of these labels. Yeah. And to have input and to be heard in talking about potential beer names. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be in your, I mean, Lord knows I'm chaotic good, but I'm trying to be a, a, at least a somewhat positive force. Um, I'm okay with chaotic good. I just feel like, you know, it, it's the shock factor for the sake of shock factor, which makes me believe like, it makes me wonder if the brewery even cares about the contents of the cans, because at this point it's more about, well, we're just throwing this crazy name on there. They may have four absolute trash batches of beer. Yep. And like, it doesn't matter. This is how we're going to get people to buy it. Yep. Yeah, just like, uh, oh, what's that brewery that kind of put out some subpar stuff for... Um, You're going to have to narrow it down. Well, Game of Thrones themed. Oh, yeah, Oma Gang. It's like, I know they're better than this, but yep. this beer is not living up to your standards. Well, you probably opinion. also argue that you would you would probably say that Game of Thrones was better than that last season, too, but... Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, so no, can't argue with See, that. what I love about Game of Thrones is that I've... I've only watched like one episode. And, and you feel, don't need to watch it. And I feel like I have the entire experience yep. through the eyes of everybody else. Yep. First six seasons and stop. Or, or, or just don't. And hear me out. Don't start. Yep. I mean, it, it was a time in the culture, kind of like Lost, kind of like some of these other shows. Except I'm still big mad. I'm more mad about Lost than I am Game of Thrones. I always will be. Yeah. I get that. But it, made, but it was a bigger cultural impact back then. Game of Thrones just got critical mass and... Everybody was watching it. Yeah, Who I also cares? just gave up a lot for game of or for Lost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for break? And then we'll be back in thirty.
It's time for Buy No Buy. Jeff, how does that work? We're going to talk about the beer that we've been having on the show. Whether we would buy it or not buy it. Um, fun fact, the beer that we have on the show, we have bought. Or, in the or. case of a couple of beers tonight, something new. So Josh likes to troll us, and we like to play this game of uh, Kickstarter Did It Fund. My new game is Left Behind. As in, had people over the house, and they left behind some beer. So problem number one is, had people over the house for me. Yeah, like, I know you're never going to bring anything, so that's fine. Okay. This is my troll. Fair enough. And so the first beer we have for tonight is Yingling's Light Lager. That's right. 99 calories. <sighs> oh, which, thank goodness. If it was 100, it would be too much. Yeah. Which, which like, I know Whammy. they get, Well, and they, and So the funny thing is, Yingling has another light beer is that I think Yingling? is... A, but I think it's actually 100 calories. And, and I think it has maybe one less carb or half less carb. I get it. If you are really trying to cut back on carbs, as I have been trying to do over the last, you know, three or four months, um, I've done a good job of cutting back, uh, cutting out a lot of my sugar, a lot of my bread. But, you know, like I still enjoy beer. Right. And I'm not going to like I'm not going to completely cut myself off. Um, that being said, I, I, I would not purchase this beer. Um, if you like Yingling and you want a light version, this is what Yingling offers. <laughs> that is a statement. <laughs> that is a correct statement. <laughs> that is a statement um, of facts. It definitely is light. It definitely uh, gives a lingering flavor in the mouth. Um, yeah. No, thanks. No, bye. Well, so regular Yingling is a whopping 130 calories. I had to look it up. Sure. For a twelve ounce serving, um, I can't say I'm really drinking much Yingling. So, in effect, you would have to drink four of these to equal three Yinglings. What's the ABV on Yingling? It's probably like five something. I, I you know, oh man, I just I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say probably drink three regulars and call it a day instead of four lights. I mean, because that's always the thing. It's like people are like, oh, yeah, I drink light beer a suitcase at a time. Right? Uh, that's Yingling is 4.4% ABV so versus this 4.2. Okay. So you're getting more alcohol for your calories, whatever. But at the same time, I don't hate myself for the same reasons for drinking regular Yingling than this. This is just a, a trash beverage. Uh, I. I, it's yep. not that I have anything against light lager genre in general. I'm not reaching for a lot of them, but even for light lager, this is pretty bad. So yep. uh, please, God, how long is this series going to last, Jeff? Um, I, don't, I, I didn't have a whole lot. There's like one others. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. Grand, it was a grand hazy closing. Yeah, yeah. Josh, what do you think of this? So, you know, going back to what Jeff was just mentioning, if, if I'm going to drink a Yingling, it is sure as shit not going to be the light one to begin with, because it's kind of like the old argument of I'm drinking a suitcase of light beer, or I could just have a Chimay Blue and have a really way better experience. Correct. Um, yeah, no, this is absolutely... Not have to pee as much. Yeah, this is absolute trash. Uh, I would much rather just have a straight normal Yingling over this any, any day of the week. No buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up, another left behind. Uh, Amar Artis's Fort Millsner. Out of Fort Mills, South Carolina. Fort Millsner, it's a Pilsner. 
Big shocker there. You don't say. It is um, fine. It is a serviceable Pilsner, I, I, but I'm like, if I'm going to buy something like that, I'm not buying this one. I want a little more crispy in my boy. No buy. Wells? Damn, take the words out of my mouth. Uh, copy, paste, Jeff. Control C, control V. Moving on. Cool. Josh? <laughs> control C, control V. Moving All right. <laughs> Moving on. Next beer up. And we've got a new bit. All right. Um, Wells took a trip to Hotlanta. Oh, yeah. And while in Hotlanta, he got a beer from Halfway Crooks. I'm kind of di- like, I wasn't sure about this label at first, but the more I look at it, it is like dot matrix printer style. Their whole shtick, their, all their uh, beer menus, everything are like that. Fantastic. Yep. I love it. Um, this, so, so this gives me a, a little bit of a uh, severance vibe. <gasps> you guys need to watch severance. It's really good. But this is called Act of Low. It's an unfiltered German Pilsner. Um, beats the pants off of the last two. Um, I like this one. I would definitely have this. I would I, I would like to go to this place. Uh, where where in Atlanta? Uh, I mean, I was taking a lift there from Center City, and it was like maybe 10, 15 minutes away. Uh, southeasterly direction, I do believe. Okay. So downtown. Nice. But all by itself, and they have like two pages through menu, loggers and not loggers. Fantastic. Not a, not a single hazy insight. I'm definitely interested now. Go hit Monday night. Go hit. Jess pants just got really tight, y'all. <laughs> well, go swear, get yeah. balls a tug. Look, uh, I, I've been on the show enough times. Correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, enough times. We pre- need to have a talk, Wes. <laughs> been I've, I've been preaching the gospel about how much I love the dark beer game from Monday Night Orpheus. Uh, Monday Night and Orpheus, sorry. Um, but I've been kind of looking for, like, what's the holy trinity for me of Atlanta beer? And I've done a couple different breweries uh, around there, but nothing really, like, sits up on that pedestal with those other two until I went to Halfway Crooks, ran through three different uh, brews that they were making. Oh my goodness gracious, I love them so much. Uh, again, not a hazy beer in sight. It's all like West Coast IPAs or traditional European style lagers. I'll be right back. And it, it was just Be right back going to Atlanta. Um, Active Low was the first beer that I had from them. I thought my eyes were never going to be able to blink shut again. Um, super excited to have it on the show again, even though it's been like a month. Anyway, um, I love these guys. Can't wait to have more. This is a buy. Josh, your thoughts. So after drinking and no buying the first two, there was an exact reason why I wanted Jeff to pour another one of these because I like German style Pilsners. Those other two are just bullshit Pilsners. And this is a crispy boy and it is very good crispy boy. And yes, this is an absolute buy. Jeff, next beer up. So speaking of Monday night, Wells brought us a can of Tears of My Enemies, an Imperial Milk Stout aged in bourbon barrels. That, that's that, that's the Pilsner. That's not the stout. Uh, this you one don't has, say. Yeah, this one has cacao nibs, coffee, and vanilla added. Um, I'm not loving this one. It presents well. The nose is great. 
it's all fine. Honestly, I think it's just the milk stout that I'm I'm just I'm not vibing. I don't I don't really love milk stout yeah, in a lot of cases. You're, so you're not a big milk milk stout guy. I'm just so. not lactose in general, just not normally my jam. And uh, I just um I'll pass on this one, but Tears of My Enemies, we've had a couple of theirs before. I, I, I think I do like the series, just not necessarily the milk stout. Of course, this is the point where you're like, well, they're all milk stouts. In which case, I'd be like, okay, then I don't like this series. <laughs> just the milk stout portion of it is is off-putting to me. Wells? I thought it was really tasty. Um, not as much barrel as I kind of am used to with Monday Night, um, but also some real nice restraint with the adjuncts. Uh, I brought this home to a very, shall we say, selective girlfriend, and who's like... Oh, I, how selective can she be if I she's know, with you? I know, I know. I queued that up for you. It's fine. Well, yeah. if you're going to set me, I'm going to spike it. I know. That's why I waited. I got you, fam. Um, but, you know, both of us are kind of in, in agreement with this. Like, it's just enough of everything to say it's there, but it's not too much of any one thing. It's good. Do I l- really, really, really like it? Yes. Do I absolutely love this? No. Uh, if somebody... Uh, left behind a can of this in my fridge. You win. Would I drink this? Would I bring this to the show? I mean, absolutely not. I drink it myself. Like, I'm not going to say spoiler or not, but uh, one of the left behind beers is a can of barrel aged Infinity. So. Wait, what? Hey, what's up? We got to get through some of the others first. (laughs) But y'all are like, no, we don't want to do this no more. I didn't say that. No, I mean, this is, this is really good. It's not the best thing that I've had for Monday night, but. I'm still not going to kick it out of bed for eating crackers. This, this is-, is in no way a reason that I would quit drinking Monday Night yep. Brew. I it I don't care for it, but that doesn't mean that it's not good. Josh, so well, was that actually a buy or a no buy? You never what's a, what's officially a buy? said it. What's a buy? Okay. Got to say got the words got to come out your mouth. Why? Uh this is a creamy delicious dream. Oh, this is so good. I really like this. This is an absolute buy for me. And I can get why Jeff doesn't like it. And that's fine. Because you can like things. I can like things that you don't. You can right. like things that I... Right. And, and we're not wrong. Well, unless it's apple brandy, in which no, case you're wrong. No, We're not wrong. Next beer up. Next beer up. Speaking of Monday night, this is their last will and testament. Blend number four. A bourbon barrel aged English old ale. Um, twelve percent caramel raisin tobacco. Yeah, that's all there. It's chewy and sumptuous, and it's just the last beer. If it was not a milk stout, it was instead this type of style. I feel like would turn out similarly. Um, I like the body in this one a little more. It's a little heftier. It's not as thin. Um, it's a great beer. I mean, anytime you're at you're in the Atlanta area and you see these, you know, 500 milliliter Monday night bottles that are 10 plus percent. I mean, you could almost not go wrong. So, big buy. Well, is that a what? Any adjuncts in this, or is it just a barrel aged old ale? Should be on the front. It does. It does no no. Adjuncts. I mean, I, I straight ass bought this sight unseen English old um, Well, it wasn't. 
on draft. So you know what? When's the last time I went wrong? They're gonna with trick the you night? into buying it. I see what's I happening. I know, here. I know, I know. But I do love me some English style old ales, English style barley wines, For anything sure. adjacent. Uh, and this is criminally smooth. Um, big fan of this, big fan of the genre. Um, but God, they just seem to do it better than most. Um, big, big, big buy on this. Josh. Put more in my mouth. I tried and you were like, I already got this one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so first off, you lie. Well, second off, you don't like apple brandy. Third off, you're done. Up next, we, <laughs> you asshole. Uh-huh. No, this, this is an absolute buy. This is, not quite as chewy as an English barley line, uh, but it is smooth. Super smooth. Damn good. Damn good. And yeah. What's uh, the ABV on this, dare I ask? 10? Uh, it is 12. 12. Yep, 12%. Yikes. It's a really smooth 12. Man, it's a really good thing they didn't have this on draft because once I left the brewery and like drop things off at my hotel. I went and did a full day of music and still ended up a little drunk at the end of the day. What happens if I snuck in a 12% in the middle of that? Yeah. Good point. Um, so apparently I got, uh, the, we, 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 we need, we, yeah, just keep coding the way you are and then we'll shift stuff. In the, in okay. Post. Okay. Fair enough. Um, uh, final beer, final beer up Orpheus. So again, part of Wells, Holy Trinity of Hotlanta breweries. Damn straight. This is the 12th labor reserve. What makes it reserve, Jeff? Um, so it's an imperial stout. That's mm-hmm. what makes it reserve. Sure. Oh, oh, you mean the other part? Yeah. The part where they aged it in bourbon barrels? Sure. For four years. <laughs> Heaven Hill at that. Well, hello. Yeah. Well, hello. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting there. I, right. I, I'm enjoying... These Why are you samples? enjoying the last one instead of going to the, this? Yeah, one we're, talk, we're talking about this one right now. It is. Um, we're so 2008. You're so 2000 and late. 3000 late. Get out. Get out. Leave now. Boom, boom, pal. Right now. Or what? You're going to give me a black eye? Got to get. Got to get that. Got to get that. Show to everybody. Lahaim. All right. So. <laughs> Orpheus Brewing, 12th Labor Reserve. I mean, it's it pours like motor oil. It drinks like melted caramel. Like it is just chewy, and it's getting stuck in my teeth. And I love every single bit of this beer. Big buy. Well, uh, it's a little boozy up front. It a little bit uh, raisiny, little oxidized as you kind of would expect for a four year old beer. Um, God, the amount of depth. Uh, I I opened up. I was trying to really come in fresh for the show because uh, that one and the one before the uh, last one, Testament, I did not try before I bought them. I just bought them, and I did spend some time with uh, half a bottle of this uh, this past weekend. Holy sh! Yes, um, I something about four years single barrel expression. This is delicious. It's deep. And it's not like, it, it's it's kind of like warm my bones from Divine Barrel, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, as much as we gushed about, it is just a straight style beer 
with no adjuncts and a barrel treatment. Yep. And so help me, that is my favorite style of beer right now. Just give me something, whatever the style is, with a barrel, no adjuncts. Yep. Now, I do like my adjuncted beers from time to time, too. But this is, yeah. This is Josh, great. Josh, what do you think? Josh. Josh. What do you think, Josh? Josh. Vamp, I was trying to fix the, the thing. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I didn't realize. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. Uh, Not that it matters. How much did this beer cost you? I think like... 16? 15, I think. Are you shitting me? Yeah. I think so. I would have... I'd buy I, that for a dollar. I, I really would have expected this to be like a $30, $35 bottle. Well, it's to, a, to age it for four years. 375 milliliter, like, it's, right. not, it's not a big bottle. Right, but... But to take the space to age this for four years, that's not a short yeah. little trip. And that, that's, spa- this is not fair. I know. This is not fair. Yep. You're right. Holy shit, this is amazing. Wow. I, I, I don't even know what else to say. Like, just wow. And it, it, what's amazing is that um, after they took it out of the bourbon barrels, they put an apple brandy for a while. <laughs> no? Okay. Oh, I would love to see four years of Orpheus stout in an apple brandy barrel. Let's start saving now. I mean, realistically, let's just do some quick space math here. If they only did one barrel of this... I think it might have been like a couple barrels, but okay. the point being, it doesn't take up that much room. It might only, yeah, it does, but it does but, take up room, right? Yeah. And at some point, like they're always looking at it, and they're probably trying it on semi-regular basis yep. to, you know, like is it ready? Is it ready? Is it ready? Now it's ready, right? The patience yes. and the determination, and and just the wherewithal to say, and this is what I love about Revolution too. They do the same thing. Like they'll try stuff, and if it's not ready, it's not ready, and then eventually, oh, or if it's more suitable for a blend. Yes. They'll blend it. Yes. Well, and I mean, not even if it's not ready, it's not ready. It's it's not ready. I'm not going to price gouge you on this. Yep. The fact that you were taking up barrel space for I, this I long. Would, I would really need to like, I, I, I say 15, but I don't think it was more than 20. Like, I mean, even at 20, I would still, <laughs> there's no questions asked by this. But, you know, going back to what we just said, like, that takes a lot of determination. That takes a lot of. Hey, this is easy money at a year end versus no, nah, we're going to let it ride for another three. But yep. it also takes a lot of skill because you have to yes. make a beer that can hold up in a barrel for that period of time. Four years in a barrel will fuck up half of what we would consider an amazing barrel aged beer. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, but, after but, like, but the, the barrel imparts a tart flavor, so it makes it okay. T- time imparts a tart flavor. Yeah, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Anyways, Jeff, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? And even though this one isn't fair, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's it's like whenever I bring Revolution beers on, sometimes the the, the scales get stood on and tipped in a, in a, in a, in a direction. Um, yeah, some garbage beer, especially that Yingling. Oh, Ooh. God. That was... Oof. I would almost rather drink a Miller Lite over that. That's sad. Oh, I, I 100% would rather take a Miller Lite over yeah. this. 
It's not even close, and I hate Miller Lite. Yeah. The the rice gimmick that Yingling hangs their hat on, I just don't feel like works well in this this light lager space. No, it doesn't. Um, you know that halfway Crooks was good, um, but the twelfth labor. I mean, like I don't feel like any of us are going to say no to the twelfth labor. No. So no. I mean, That's a clean sweep. I mean, an apple brandy barreled imperial stout. How can you say no to that? <laughs> we when we had Niels on a couple of weeks ago, and yes. I made some declaration about like whatever beer. That we had that week, I'm like, that's gonna be in my top ten of the year. Yep. Like yes. I, I already knew, and he was looking at me like, dude, you're like a third of the way through the year. And I'm like, yeah, but, but we, but we know we've done this long enough that we right. kind of know. Yeah. When I, one stands out, like this one stands out. Yep. So yeah, if there's gonna have to be a lot of holy cow kind of moments rolling through um, to bump this out of that. I mean, I'm looking at our last four shows, right? Duck, duck, goose. Warm my bones. 12th labor. Yeah. We're going to have some, and then it's like the rest of the year has got to find a way to top that. Yep. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Maybe not for Josh, but for me and Wells. If y'all are in the Atlanta area and you have not been to Orpheus, or if you're not from the Atlanta area and you would like to go to Orpheus, just there's one location. It's kind of tucked back into a neighborhood, but it's just so cool. Like, it's just a cool vibe. It overlooks a, a greenway area. It's just, I love it to pieces over there. And it's the favorite beer of Thor, so. Sure. It is. Chris Hemsworth drinks Orpheus when he's in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh. That was in uh, Endgame? Yep. I totally hang out with Chris Hemsworth all the time. He taught I know. Me, he taught me everything I know about personal fitness. <laughs> Jeff worked in the show. Yeah, but did you at. pay any attention to what he had to say? Apparently not. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come uh, check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Check out our old episodes. You can support us on Patreon. Uh, or maybe you have fun beer in your your area. Maybe you're in Atlanta and you're like, oh, you guys think you've had the good stuff. Let me tell you, I got the good stuff. Hit us up. Not you, Chuck. Mm, I don't know, Chuck. You know, like he's lately Chuck's been redeeming. pretty close to two tides. I do want some more two tides. Hey, Chuck. Two tides. Feel like Chuck is uh, uh, at least batting five hundred, you know, in in the in the recent history. I'll give him that. I'm not going to look at his entire body of work at this point because <laughs> you know body. everybody starts out rough, yes, um, including us. Yeah, for sure. But you know, if you want to trade beer with us, uh, we we do like to do that. Uh, hit us up over email contactcraftbeercast.com or facebook.com uh, slash craftbeercast. Or on the Twitters at CBCast. Wells, where can they find you? You can find me out in the Insta Twits at All the Wells. And I guess I better start putting up some content for Instagram at uh, what? The, Craft Craft Beer Cast. the Content Monster Demands Content. I know, it must be fed. Um, must be fed. Super slacky. Uh, Josh, what about you? Good. You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to tell a friend. Tell somebody you've been listening to us. Word of mouth means a lot. And don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next door. Stay. Stay.